guess what, guys? There is only one place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado mountain pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get-togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five front-range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. Check those out at their site today at bojos.com. That's bojos.com and tell them DNVR Rams sent you. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and we've got a lot to talk about. Going to be talking, recruiting the Green Gang is growing. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, that is the official hashtag for CSU football in the 2020 recruiting cycle. It's hashtag Green Gang 20. If you want to find some of the guys that might end up signing with the Rams on Wednesday, go ahead and throw that on the old search function on twitter.com. Going to be talking a ton of recruiting stuff, just uh, some of the info about the four most recent commits. I'm going to talk about uh, some of the guys that might be on the staff moving forward. But before we jump into this 2020 recruiting stuff and Trust me, we've got a lot to go over after the last couple of days. I wanted to first 
just get into this debate about Ed McCaffrey versus Steve Adazio. It's obviously been something that's come up with a lot of the uh, local talking heads on the radio. Uh, Kisla jumped into it with a column for the Denver Post, and there are a lot of deferring opinions on this. And I will say, you know, everybody's opinion is valid and all that, but this is just where I stand on the situation. Quite honestly, I don't even really understand why this uh, came up, because if you really, really understand college football, you'll you'll understand why uh, this is not even really that big of a debate. And this is why. Let's, let's just jump right into it. First and foremost, it's dumb to compare them because these are two programs that are in completely different situations. Northern Colorado has been a train wreck since jumping to Division I. I'm, I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. That's not me taking shots at Northern Colorado. It's just the truth. It's, it's the worst gig in the big sky. They have absolutely no resources. It's a almost impossible to win situation. So when they, they can afford to hire someone who's a high school coach, someone who has less than five years of high school head coaching experience at that, there's nothing to lose. They can take a chance on Ed McCaffrey because there's literally nothing to lose. If he wins, that's awesome. You hired a Broncos legend. Uh, you hired a local dude with our uh, deep roots and he took a program that was otherwise irrelevant and brought them to relevancy. If they lose, they're in the exact same position that they were in before. No harm, no foul, it's whatever. At least they took a chance and at the end of the day they were much more relevant in the in the local news cycle for like six months or a couple of years, you know, whatever. CSU is not in that position. CSU was not in a position where they could afford to gamble on someone like Ed McCaffrey. I, you know, I said it was crazy when Dave Logan's name was floated. And Dave Logan has about five times as much head coaching experience as Ed McCaffrey. CSU didn't even feel that comfortable gambling on Tony Alford at head coach. They're supposed to hire someone with less than five years of high school coaching experience? Get out of here. That's crazy. I get he's a Broncos legend. I get that he's had a ton of success at Valor, somewhere where they have a significant advantage over the competition, uh, 10 times the facilities, an alumni base that donates more than most programs have in their operating budget. I just, I, I don't get it, folks. You know, objectively, Steve Adazio was a better hire because he's coached college football. I'm all for up-and-coming guys, you know, getting chances. I'm all for, you know, taking risks and whatnot. But to imply that CSU would have been better off hiring Ed McCaffrey than someone who's been a head coach for a decade, someone who's won national championships as an offensive coordinator, somebody who's been a highly touted national recruiter, Come on, people. I know those clicks. I know those clicks are great. And I know the attention is great. And I know firing up the masses is a whole lot of fun. But it's just not that logical of an argument. Can we move on from it? 
that's all I'm going to say on the subject. We're not going to dwell on it. Uh, like I said, we're going to jump into recruiting later. But I just kind of wanted to jump over that a little bit because I'd seen the debate or whatever you want to call it come up on Twitter a couple of times and figured I'd give you my two cents since uh, I do have a podcast after all and give you a bunch of opinions. All right, moving on here. Big congrats to Dante Wright. Uh, the freshman wide receiver was one of just five group of five players named to ESPN's uh, true freshman All-America team. Wright started every game and finished second on the team with 57 catches, 805 receiving yards, and four touchdowns last year. Also had 17 carries for 214 yards and uh, two touchdowns on the ground. Those numbers ranked him third nationally among all freshmen with 67.1 receiving yards per game, uh, ranked fourth in total reception, or excuse me, sixth in total receptions. Wright is the first CSU freshman to earn All-America honors from any organization since Corey James did so back in 2012. Uh, He was honored by the the Football Writers Association of America. Wright was obviously honored by ESPN. Uh, great news. Certainly a well-deserved honor for Dante, one of the absolutely most explosive, most exciting players that you know has come to Fort Collins in a long time. CSU's had a ton of great receivers. Wide receiver you, uh, mad props to all those dudes, Higgins, Gallops, Preston, B.C., Warren, you know the drill, Hansley. Uh, you could really go back to Charles Lovett if you really wanted to. Um, <laughs> but Dante is just one of those kids that's... I, I shouldn't call him a kid. I, I don't mean that in a demeaning way. I'm only 24. He's like 19. I don't mean it in a demeaning way. But, uh, if I say it that way, uh, he's a he's a great young man is, is what I should say. I just feel so weird when I say it that way because I'm only 24 and it sounds like you're talking about like your grandson or something He's a fine young man, but that's exactly what he is. He's a fine young man, and I enjoy interviewing him. He's really humble, a uh, great teammate. One of the things that you know really stood out to me was he balled out against CU in the Rocky Mountain Showdown, uh, really put his name on the map. Game one, right off the bat, came out and just shocked everyone. And after the game, he's so upset about the fact that the Rams lost that we couldn't even get a quality interview out of him. And that's just something that, you know, it stood out to me from a, from a content standpoint, kind of a bummer. Didn't get the quotes I was hoping for. Didn't get to write the, the game feature that I would have liked to have written on him, but that competitiveness, that fire to stand out in game one, so many players would have been content with just putting up numbers, not Dante. Dante wants to win. Dante is special. And Dante deserved every bit of the recognition that he's gotten. Big congrats to him. Um, certainly, certainly hope to see him be a big part of the the future offense. As I shared on Twitter, uh, some of the stuff that they did at Florida with Percy Harvin, I think, you know, you could really, really do with Dante Wright, whether that's you know, speed sweeps to the outside, you could motion them inside, do counter runs, stuff like that. Just, I don't know, I think, I, I imagine, you know, you line up the wide receivers, you got Trey McBride on the outside just leveling people, and he gives them a seam, and all of a sudden, right's gone. So, 
Really looking forward to Dante Wright's future, really bright. Uh, we're going to jump into some recruiting talk here. But before we do so, let's take a moment to shout out our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American Amber Ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch Ale. But for those of you that have no idea what this means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you're looking for. Now you may be thinking, summer beer, it's December. But let me tell you folks, summer is a state of mind. So grab a six-pack and do so with the Davidson's Beer and Wine Spirits app. Because Breckenridge is the brewery of the month, you can download that app and get a six-pack for $7.99 all month long. That's right, download that app and get a six-pack for only $7.99 all month long. Welcome back, folks, to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza, Colorado's own Bojo's, the way to go goes. I'm so creative, guys. I'm so funny. Bojo's, the way to go goes. It's like I should get paid for this or something. <laughs> All right, before we uh, before we jump into recruiting. Did you guys see that video that the user Chuck B, uh, not a particularly noteworthy Twitter account before this, but Chuck B shared this Utes fan on Twitter of how to properly wrap a Christmas present. Uh, Basically shows if you don't have enough wrapping paper and you turn it, you know, hot dog or hamburger, whatever, horizontally, it doesn't work. But if you put it diagonally, It does work. The same amount of paper. How have I gone my whole life doing this wrong? How did not one person teach me how to properly wrap a gift? My entire life, I've just been wasting paper like a damn fool. All I had to do was rotate the freaking box? Are you kidding me? What other life hacks do I not know about? I don't know. I thought it was pretty amazing. My mind kind of gets blown by some of the dumbest stuff sometimes, but yeah, that's, that's all it takes to amaze Justin, just a nice little gift wrapping video. Anyways, I saw it on Twitter. I've thought about it for like two hours, so I wanted to talk about it for like 30 seconds. Let's talk recruiting, recruiting the, uh, the beautiful, the frustrating, the annoying, (laughs) y'all know how I feel about recruiting. I've made it very, very clear at this point that recruiting is a sleazy, annoying, just overinflated, exaggerated process. But hey, it's the lifeblood of any program. It's huge. It's information that we all want to follow. So I get it. And we're going to talk about it. The One of the big things that I saw come up multiple times and admittedly it was one of the thoughts I had as well when Steve Adazio was hired was how is he going to be able to handle recruiting locally? He's a guy who doesn't have any ties. He 
hasn't spent a ton of time here. I mean, he mentioned at his introductory press conference that he's been recruiting nationally for two decades, so it's not anything that's super new. Well, as we found out, he's recruiting extremely well locally because since getting the job, he's landed a couple of really, really nice ballers from the state of Colorado, and kudos to Adazio for coming in and really making an impact. I know cynics will say that these are not kids that had the biggest offers in the world, but, you know, production is production, and to do what they've done at 5A, I don't think it can be overlooked. So without ado, let's kind of just jump into him. The The first name that obviously caught everybody's attention was running back Tanner Hollins at a Columbine High School in Littleton. Go Rebels. I'm a Bear Creek guy, but always got love for Jeff Coe. My father went to Columbine. My aunt did as well. Grew up going to Rebels games, was pulling for them in the state title game, but they fell a little bit short. Doesn't change. Uh, Holland's truly incredible season had 1,732 rush yards for a Columbine system that's really just perfected the ground and pound approach under Andy Lowry. Uh, What was really impressive to me, even more so than his 1,732 yards, which is damn impressive, is the fact that he averaged 9.4 yards per carry. I mean, that's Regardless of what level you're doing it at, that's that's not easy to do to have 150 plus carries and to be north of five yards, honestly, is is impressive. But to be 9.4, nearly 10 yards per carry, that's incredible. You can't undersell that type of a, you, you don't want to undersell that, I guess is what I should have said. Uh, also had 29 rushing touchdowns, uh, the Gatorade player of the year for the state of Colorado really just a stud uh, altogether, was originally committed to the University of Northern Colorado, but flipped to CSU once he was offered. Uh, He mentioned Brian Applewhite in his post. If you read my article on the recruiting update, I talked about how Applewhite seems to be one of the guys that has been retained along with Keith Gilmore along for the defensive line. Uh, It would make sense. Applewhite has a ton of local ties Uh, Gilmore has a ton of ties in Texas, both areas in which CSU is going to need to recruit well. Uh, But very excited to see Hollins flip. He's a little bit undersized, but he moves well. He's a guy who I expect once they get him in the weight room is is really going to be fine. Um, He seems like the kind of player that would have snuck away to Wyoming and came back to like score three touchdowns against CSU like three years from now. I get he's not, you know, one of these 6'4", 240 dudes coming out of Texas or something like that, but this kid can play, and I'm I'm really interested to see what CSU ends up doing with him. He's listed as an athlete coming in, so kind of unclassified. It, it wouldn't shock me if they tried him uh, defensive back a little bit, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't have the height necessarily, but just great lateral movement. You always want to put your... Uh, most explosive athletes at that position, in my opinion. Um, that said, it looks like they've got another guy that will be coming in as a defensive back, and that is Henry Blackburn out of Fairview. Two-way stud, played wide receiver and DB for them. Um, committed December 5th, but didn't actually announce it until Sunday. Uh, I believe Kevin Lytle had a story on that process on Adazio visiting him shortly after getting hired. Um, Blackburn had 75 receptions for 1,335 yards, state-leading 26 receiving touchdowns. 
Uh, the Rams signed the state leader in rushing touchdowns and receiving touchdowns, so that's always promising. <laughs> on defense, uh, he was third on his team with 60 total tackles. Like I said, uh, in that graphic, it said uh, the graphic that was shared by CSU Football, the position listed was safety. We will see what he ends up playing. A uh, great fluid athlete, moves really well. I could really see him succeeding on either side of the ball. Uh, does run really smooth routes, though, so always bummed when you see a guy who's a quality route runner. That's just such an underrated skill for wide receivers, young wide receivers. I know you want to make the highlight plays. I know you want to make the Odell one-handed catches and, and all that stuff, and all that stuff is neat. But you want to get time on the playing field, learn how to block, learn how to run good routes. And Henry Blackburn knows how to run good routes. He had 14 total offers. Uh, a lot of Ivy League schools was originally committed to Penn. Uh, also had offers from Dartmouth, Princeton, uh, Hawaii, Air Force, Central Michigan. Uh, Rams got one over Jim McElwain. So nice little pull for Adazio with a pair of in-state ballers between Hollins and Blackburn. These are two guys that nearly combined for 60 touchdowns this year. I mean, that's incredible. That's that's just incredible great polls always exciting to see local guys staying local i mean at the end of the day like you want to win and the foundation of your program just needs to be good players so wherever they come from they're welcome you know look at a guy like dante wright coming all the way from navarre florida um could have gone to a a variety of schools had a ton of interest from tulane ends up at csu now he's a freshman all-america player but then there are obviously, you know, the guys like Dewey Wingard who don't get offered by CSU, go to Wyoming, and now he's starting for the Jaguars in the NFL. So the whole process is frustrating, but it is exciting to see local kids when they stay. I always root for them uh, to do well, as do most CSU fans. I think that's just a, a big aspect of being a state school in general. You have that local identity. It's definitely always been a big point of pride for CSU you know you think back to some of these guys Kyle Bell Joel Dreesen even Joe Hansley uh Ola B.C. Johnson Jake Bennett so many local guys over the years and I those are just you know a few examples obviously there are hundreds of other ones so if I if didn't say your favorite local player I'm sorry don't tweet angrily at me I've had enough of that over the last couple of weeks <laughs> um but uh great to see Adazio and company recruiting the state of Colorado heavily. Along with that, they flipped tight end Dylan Walker out of Pope John Paul High School in Pennsylvania. He was originally committed to Bowling Green, came over uh, now that Louis Adazio is here at CSU. Walker had 34 catches, 470 yards, 10 TDs last year. Always need more depth at tight end. And the Rams also picked up another wide receiver, Brandon Guzman, uh, Charter Oak High School in Covina, California. Pick CSU over offers from BYU, San Diego State, New Mexico, and New Mexico State. Uh, according to Max Preps, had 12 total touchdowns, five receiving, three rushing. Uh, I guess the other four would have been on returns. Uh, Max, Max Preps is a very useful resource, but not uh, not always the most accurate. Sometimes you got to take some of the stats they have listed on there with a grain of salt uh by my count csu currently has 11 verbal commits uh including uh 
Brewster decommitting, but it's pretty good. They've got a couple more in the works is what it sounds like. Um, keep all these guys. You keep, you know, James Mitchell, a defensive tackle out of Duncanville, Texas, Casey Irons, uh, both of which still seem to be fully committed. Uh, Casey, at least, is Brian Crespo as well. Uh, a lot of these guys, you know, Chase Wilson. And now I'm just naming names at this point, but... But regardless, a nice recruiting start for Steve Adazio and co. Going to be really interesting to see how they ultimately fill out this staff. Like I said, it appears that Applewhite and Gilmore have been retained. Um, Obviously, you got Adazio and Kelly already uh, previously reported. Ah, got tongue-tied there. Previously reported that they are joining the staff. Try and say that five times fast. <laughs> um, but still, the big questions remain, you know, who's going to be the offensive coordinator? Who's going to be the defensive coordinator? Who's calling plays? All that fun stuff. Uh, all that still seems to be up in the air. Wouldn't be shocked if they considered keeping John Jancic around after the defensive improvements. And that's coming from someone who once at one point this season wrote that he should be fired. But, you know. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I was wrong about Jancic. Wouldn't be shocking if they decide to keep him. We'll see. Uh, As I mentioned in the article today, Joe Cox did remove wide receiver coach from his Twitter bio. Doesn't necessarily mean anything, um, but based on what I'm hearing, it doesn't really sound like he intends to stick around. Uh, I'm not really sure if that's a matter of him wanting to go elsewhere or if they didn't offer him. Uh, But regardless, he did update his Twitter bio. We will have all things uh, recruiting over the next couple of days. Going to be have a press conference on Wednesday for National Signing Day for the early period at least. Uh, Sounds like CSU expecting double-digit guys to sign. The guys that will sign uh, are ultimately going to do so on Wednesday. Don't expect a whole lot after that, but we shall see. Make sure you're locked into DNVR Rams throughout it all. Going to have some pieces coming out this week that highlight a couple areas where CSU men's hoops can improve. You know, it's been a rough rough couple of games for them. That first half against CU Boulder was absolutely brutal, only 12 points. Um, that might be the worst offensive half I've seen from a CSU basketball team in the last decade. Um, but they recovered well. I will say that the fact that they were able to battle back was impressive. I know there's no moral victories at this level but they they really did play hard uh, particularly on the defensive side i am really interested to see what kind of changes nico medved uh kind of tinkers with over the next couple of weeks as we get into the real heart of conference play so hoop season picking up recruiting season picking up still got staff news to talk about with csu football lots of stuff to talk about we'll be talking about the bull season uh, in coming months, Rams obviously not playing in a bowl game. Neither are the Buffs, uh, but you got the Air Force Falcons, and I'm just a college football guy, so I'll be talking all kinds of college football during throughout bowl season. I'm uh, going to talk about the playoff, all that fun stuff. We are going to wrap things up here right now, though. It's been a fun episode talking recruiting with you guys. Excited to see how this all shakes out. Hope everyone has a good night. Uh, Stay safe, all that fun stuff. Keep warm in the cold December air. Much love.
Scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice But water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV He's got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like non from